Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And um, I wanted to take a different direction on the show today. Um, back in March, just before we went into lockdown, and I believe that it was the last show that I actually did in the studio because now um, since COVID, since the pandemic hit, I've been doing all the shows from my home. Um, and that show that we did uh, back in March was with this incredible woman who I am fortunate enough and honored to call a friend. And I'm talking about Marissa Kokoros, who is the founder and executive director of Aura Freedom International. She's also the author of Relentless Resilience, which is a report that she created. It's like 155 pages, and it's all about... Um, gender-based violence, uh, specifically here. Um, and it includes interviews with frontline workers, uh, survivors, and it is pretty in-depth and it's pretty mind-blowing. Um, and that show, it just really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I really hope that if you were one of the people that were listening to it, um, it did the same for you. By the way, there's a podcast and you can always listen back if you did miss that show. Um, so. I wanted to bring Marissa back on the show today because a lot has changed in the past seven months. So joining me, I've got Marissa with me from Aura Freedom International. Marissa, how are you? Hi, Tina. I'm really, really well. Thank you. How are you? Good. Um, Marissa, oh my gosh, have things changed in the past seven months? Yeah, everything's changed. The whole world has changed. And it feels like it's it's just changed overnight, but not really, yeah. right? No, no. I mean, in 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 our sector, things really haven't changed. I think just the spotlight has been shone on um, what we already know has been happening for you know centuries and and decades and for a really long time. But yes, the world has changed a lot for the better, and. Um, you know, some for the worse as well. So, yeah, I mean, here we are. You, yeah. And when you mention, like, in your sector, you're talking about the sector that's about violence against women and gender-based violence, right? Um, we had a talk a few weeks ago. We were, we were just chit-chatting on the phone, and um, and we were talking about, you know, the second wave. And if we go into lockdown again and what that looks like and what that means for people, especially women who are in not so good situations. And it was then that you were like, Tina, you're like, you can't imagine just how bad things have gotten for these women during lockdown and over the past seven months. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, COVID is new, COVID-19 is new, but gender-based violence isn't. So all COVID has done is worsened the situation for a lot of women. It it hasn't created gender-based violence. I want to clarify that. Gender-based violence has already been here and was always here, I should say. So for women around the world and women in Canada and in Toronto who experience violence in their homes, every day is, is an emergency. Every day is life or death, or every day is traumatic. And for these women and their kids who are in these environments, you know, the COVID-19 crisis 
presented a complex health risk that went beyond getting the virus or getting sick with the virus. You know, um, gender-based violence has always been horrifying, Pina. And now, you know, with governments mandating social distancing or lockdowns and new measures again in place here in Ontario, women and girls are more isolated as, you know, they're asked to remain in the one place that's supposed to be safest for them, which is home. But it's not. Not necessarily safe. Um, Right. Right. And that's why I wanted to bring you back on the show today, because I just found it. It's like, you know, in March, we spoke about the report that just come out, Relentless Resilience, um, all about gender-based violence. And then, you know, we were looking at those numbers and those numbers were frightening. Now, like you said, you know, with COVID that happened, you know, that came into our world into this in, in springtime and a lockdown, all these women um, that were at home, didn't have anywhere else to go, were now like, I guess, in a prison and a really bad place, not safe whatsoever. And the numbers have risen. We were talking a little bit about numbers, right, Marissa, when we were talking about uh, helpline calls that have been coming through? Yes. I mean, the Assaulted Women's Helpline, the last time we spoke, had about a 400% increase in their calls. And the kids' help phone uh, at the beginning of the lockdown saw a huge surge and then has seen it again recently. So, I mean, kids are learning from home now, too, and women are working from home. There are a lot, a lot of issues surrounding gender-based violence when it comes to pandemics and, and lockdowns. And, you know, we, the grassroots, grassroots feminist organizations or organizations that work with survivors, we knew what was coming. You know, for some women, the lockdown would mean increased violence or increased severity of the violence. Right. And fear and anxiety and economic pressure and schools and workplaces closing down and fewer places to turn for refuge. So here we are looking at the situation here in Canada. And I want to say again, gender based violence is not new. We're just hearing more about it now because there's, you know, um, time to hear about it or perhaps the numbers have increased. But gender-based violence is preventable. And that's what relentless resilience is all about. Gender-based violence doesn't have to happen. It's completely preventable. By advancing equity, we will eradicate gender-based violence. And the governments couldn't have predicted COVID, Pina. No. But they certainly could have predicted the spike in gender-based violence that came oh, absolutely. Because they, th- these patterns have happened before. Gender-based violence is not a new phenomenon, and there isn't one country in the world that is free from it, right? So before COVID even hit, in fact, when we published Relentless Resilience in February, just before the lockdown, we called gender-based violence a national emergency for Canadian women, and specifically for marginalized Canadian women. And that means women who are perhaps living in poverty, um, women of color, indigenous women at the top of that list, migrant women, dis, you know, women living, living with disabilities and, and women, uh, women living in rural areas. 
Um, but all women experience gender-based violence, of course. However, there are marginalized groups of women that not only experience that violence at home, that is horrific and traumatizing, but then they experience systemic violence on top of it. So perhaps accessing housing is not as simple. Accessing services that understand not, what they yeah, need is not the same. easy thing. Mm-hmm. Marissa, mm-hmm. can you run through some of the numbers that we would find in the report that you created? Because I really want the people listening at home to realize just how um, much of an issue this is. A lot of people think, well, you know, everything's fine at my home. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. How bad could it be? We're in Toronto, Toronto, one of the major cities here in Canada. Like, really? How bad could it be? Marissa, how bad could it be? Well, I mean, if you want to speak globally, we say, you know, one in three women around the world have experienced some form of violence, physical or sexual and psychological violence, which, which is often downplayed, things like coercive control. Um, 140 approximately women are killed every day, and those are only police reports globally at the hands of their partners. So those are pandemic proportions, if you ask me. So we have the second pandemic here. But again, it's not new. It's always been here. here. So we've been talking about this pandemic for years. And what I would love to see is, you know, a world in a world that is, you know, mobilized to address COVID-19, find a cure, find a vaccine, flatten the curve, let's do everything we, you know, we can, um, and these necessary things. Can we mobilize in the same way for women and girls who have been experiencing gender-based violence at pandemic rates for centuries, and also gender-diverse folks and trans folks? So if we already know that GBV is an issue in every country, Why weren't countries prepared to deal with the surge in violence, you know, during COVID-19? And the answer is because the women's sector is stretched at the best of times, underfunded, Mm -hmm. overworked. So in this very fragile sector that is hanging by a thread at the best of times, if you add a pandemic like COVID-19, forget it, chaos, buried. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the government of Canada has provided funding for shelters and funding for rape crisis centers. Um, But what we're huge advocates for is that same amount of funding, PINA, has to go into prevention. If not, all we're going to do is see two women leave a shelter and another three show up. All we're doing is putting a bandage on this. So, And in fact, Relentless Resilience, the campaign which we launched two weeks ago, is funded by the Government of Canada. And this is a very positive step forward. Which, by the way, congratulations. That is absolutely huge, Marissa. Um, I am so proud of you for this. Um, I have been seeing and following uh, Aura Freedom International on social and everything you guys are doing. It is just an eye-opener, and it is so refreshing to see. Like, not the content by any means. We don't want that. We want this, like, gone. Um, However, just to see that you guys are creating awareness for this really super important uh, cause, if you want to call it that. Um, So congratulations, because the government to get behind this Mm -hmm. and for you guys to be able to launch this campaign, you, you just said, like, two weeks ago you started it? We launched on October 5th. So, yes, uh, we had uh, 
two to three months of planning, and we had a year of research that went into the report itself, Relentless Resilience, and interviews with um, frontline workers, rape crisis counselors across Toronto. We've been, and we ourselves do frontline work here at Aura Freedom. Um, we work, we work with survivors and we, uh, we're an or- a women's organization ourselves. So, um, yeah, thanks. It's, it's, it's great. And this is the direction I think we need to go, that there are two pillars, prevention and frontline response. We are talking with Marissa Kokaros from Aura Freedom International today and author of Relentless Resilience. You do not want to go anywhere because this woman has so much information that we need to take in um, to just make this world, literally, a better place. You are listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca, and joining me, I've got the amazing Marissa Kokoros, who is the founder and executive director of War Freedom International, uh, and she is also the author of Relentless Resilience, which is a report that came out this past February all about gender-based violence. It is a super detailed report, and I know how much work that she put into it. Thank you so much, Marissa, for joining me. I know that we had you on back in March, but we had to bring you back, especially with what has been going on in the world over the past seven months. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for having um, and again, me again. And, and again, congratulations. We were just talking about before the break that um, the report, Relentless Resilience, um, you guys have recently launched a campaign around it um, that is government funded. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, okay, it's so tell, tell us about this because this is huge and this is really, really important. Yeah, it's a multi relentless resilience is based on our report of the same name. And I just want to give a shout out to all the, um, you know, women who contributed to the report. I wasn't alone uh, in creating the report. I'm the author, but we have, uh, you know, a research team. And I just want to give a shout out to them and all the frontline workers that contributed and survivors. Um, And you can find all of their names because it's a very long list. Um, on the second page. But um, yeah, it's a multimedia campaign. Relentless Resilience is a multimedia campaign to end gender-based violence in Canada. So we want to raise awareness of it, but we also want to demonstrate how gender-based violence is affecting every single aspect of life in Canada, from housing and food security and homelessness, to mental health and addiction, to education, to the economy. It is affecting every single aspect of life. So even if you're not experiencing the violence yourself, the effects of the violence within families and communities has a ripple effect and it affects all of us. So, you know, the the campaign will show that if we challenge power imbalances and systemic, you know, inequality and inequities, we can end gender-based violence for good. And we want to empower and support survivors throughout the campaign as well. We want to advance equity and equality. We want to hear the voices of marginalized women and communities. We have storytelling in the campaign. We're enlisting allies like men and boys to stand up for um, what is just and what is humanity and put an end to gender-based violence. We want to smash the patriarchy. 
right? Yes. And we want to uplift, uplift humanity in the campaign. It's not um, all doom and gloom. The campaign is not sensational. It, we don't use shock factor. That's not the you know that's not our, our our style here at Aura Freedom. It is real, so we are. It is sobering because the reality of gender based violence is horrific. Yeah, but we're using other ways to show what we can all do to stand up and put an end to it because everyone does have a hand in it. it it's not enough to say, well, you know, I'm a a man and I don't. Um, I don't gender based use my wife or yeah right I'm it's not enough anymore good no, person. it's not enough it's never been enough you have to march on the front lines with women and girls if most violence against women and violence against gender diverse people is committed by men then it's up to men to stand up and say we have yeah. an issue here so we have to be part of the change and we we are going to you know and try to engage with men and boys in the campaign too. I absolutely love that. I have a son. He's five. And that's one thing that I'm constantly like teaching him about and just how that we need to respect one another. We need to respect everyone and we are all equal. Doesn't matter if you are male, female, doesn't matter what religion you are. Doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. Doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It is um, respect ultimately for everyone across the board. And that shouldn't change. It shouldn't waver. Respect shouldn't be, you know, more for one than someone else. Um, And that is huge. That in itself can change the world and it can eradicate gender-based violence because gender-based violence thrives in situations of inequality and inequity, right? There's an unequal power balance. It thrives in these situations. Things like exploitation thrive. So if we can advance and create that equality and equity, then gender-based violence will be eradicated. This won't happen tomorrow, Pina. What you, are, what you speak to your son about today will have a ripple effect in the future in that generation. And that's the change we need, the generational change. And that, you know, advancing gender equality advancing racial equality, doing away with, you know, colonialism and, you know, homophobia and transphobia and, you know, ableism. So looking at folks who are living with different disabilities, whether they're visible or not visible, and those things matter. They are all root causes of gender-based violence. So if we can eradicate those, then we're on our way. And, you know, the world will flourish because most of the human rights abuses and atrocities are because of inequities. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's frightening. I know that you had mentioned earlier, you're like, you know what? It's like, we're not here. Like, it's not a shock factor thing, this campaign. It's just, you know, it's raising awareness, right? And it's reality. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you said reality. And to me, I'm thinking in my head, well, for how many people, is it actually reality? Because a lot of people that maybe don't suffer, uh, have never experienced something, are probably thinking, again, like, well, how bad can it be? You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. When, like you said, globally, one in three women are affected. And that really makes me think because in my household, we're three women. You know, it's Mm -hmm. myself and my two daughters. 
one in three women. Yeah. Like really think about that. As parents, we need to really think about this stuff because where are kids, and, and like you said, Marissa, it's going to be a generational thing, right? So as our kids get older, um, what is it that we were able to teach them and sit down with them to discuss that will make a difference for when they are adults? Right. So a lot of it, and I mean, from even the if home, you right? Yes, yes, it, it comes, a lot comes from the home. And even if you don't, like you said, experience gender-based violence, I mean, not everyone experiences homelessness or hunger, but we donate to homeless shelters or we want yeah. to feed those. So, I mean, it's just, it, it comes down to humanity, right? And, you know, if, if it's not happening to you, it doesn't mean that it's not happening at all, happening at all and, and that it shouldn't be addressed. So shouldn't turn a blind eye. Like there is no, there is no big container at the front of the school. You know what I mean? For donations or to create awareness for, for women or people suffering from gender-based violence. Like there is for the homelessness, you know what I mean? Thanksgiving. Well, it contributes to homelessness. So it's all connected because women face homelessness. um, There's about 6,000 women and their children a night who are turned away from shelters because, or who are, who are trying to access, um, excuse me, who are trying to access shelters because it isn't safe at home. I'm sorry, they're not turned away. They're, they're accessing shelters because it isn't safe at home. So, you know, gender-based violence perpetuates things like homelessness and housing and, and food security. Throughout COVID, we were handing out a lot of grocery gift cards because it, you know, that was while women were fleeing violence, you know, food, was not always something that was easy to come by. So grocery gift cards, it it affects everything. So, you know, when we speak to governments about it, we like to get fiscal about things and say that, you know, domestic violence alone costs Canada $7.4 billion a year in, in the effects. So health effects and again, housing and food and all of the aftermath costs Canadian 7.4 billion. That's just one type of gender-based violence. There are many types of gender-based violence. And, you know, you can find out about a lot of them in the report and in the campaign. You know, why is this still happening? If women and girls and, and gender diverse people are put at the front of the agenda once and for all and made the most important issue then we will finally be able to tackle gender-based violence in the way that we need. We need a national action plan. We need this embedded in our education systems and curricula. There's a lot yeah. of work that has to be done. And, you know, our campaign is, is, is one drop in an ocean, but the ripple effects of that campaign will be seen for years to come. The ripple effects of you speaking to Marcus will be seen for years to come. Yeah, and and I'm totally with you. Um, And I think with the example that I was trying to give about, you know, um, the bins for the food donations for the food banks uh, to help like with those who are homeless and just to give them some food or or that are going through a really tough time um, was not so much to say that that isn't important, but to say that, you know, my kids know all about that, but they Mm -hmm. don't know, they don't know who like all the different types of people who are accessing the food bank and why they need to go there. They don't necessarily know about the moms that had to have 
you know, that had to leave their home in the middle of the night, grab their kids and yeah. and just try to find some shelter for safety. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think and it's, it's real and it's happening everywhere. It's real and it's happening everywhere. And I've been there myself. And, you know, when you it's there's a taboo still it's taboo violence against women or gender-based violence still taboo so it's like ah well it's easy to raise money for a food bank but we're uncomfortable talking about this you know there's still a stigma attached to it and that's part of the issue and that's all about gender norms and doing away with that stigma and saying that this needs to be talked about i was just on the aura freedom um instagram and i'm looking at the latest post um, or one, I should say, one of your latest posts. And it says 79% of intimate partner violence cases in 2018 were women. Women living in rural areas in Canada were twice as likely to experience intimate partner violence compared to women in urban cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an eye-opener for me. Yeah. And Marissa, well, I'm your friend. I know this stuff. You know what I mean? From you, we've had conversations. Um, but still, that 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 was an eye-opener for me. 79%. Yeah, the majority of gender-based violence is is committed by men against women. And we know that not all men are violent, but we know that most violence against women is committed by men. So we do want to, you know, engage with men and boys to to end this because we believe they have a huge role to play. And there's, you know, a lot of uh, good folks out there who who want to make a difference too and who we work with and you know, who volunteer with us. And that's, um, you know, this is possible. Gender-based violence is preventable. It is so true, Marissa. Um, We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more. We've got Marissa Kokoros, who is the executive director and founder of Aura Freedom International. So don't go anywhere because this is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We've got our guest, Marissa Kokoros, joining us. She is the executive director and founder of Aura Freedom International and Marissa, the author of Relentless Resilience, which is a report that you created back in February. It's all about gender-based violence. Um, And most recently... That report has turned into a multimedia campaign that has been funded by the government. How amazing is that? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. Really Marissa? excited. Okay, for everyone listening at home, where can they um, find this multimedia campaign? Yes, yeah, so right now we have a really busy social media campaign, I'd like to say. So a lot of this is on social media. So you'll find it on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So it's at Aura Freedom on Twitter and Instagram. And Facebook is Aura Freedom International. And so a large part of the campaign is online because folks are online more than ever now uh, yeah. you know, during, during COVID-19. And we're engaging with a lot of different groups and, and youth online and things like that. We're also having a online event series, webinar series. We're working on that. 
Um, we're going to have a lot of downloadable resources on our website. And then the actual report itself, you can find at AuraFreedom.org. And you can find it right on the homepage. You can click to download. And that's the Relentless Resilience Report. And that's the, you know, our official publication of Relentless Resilience that this whole campaign is based on. Um, and we wrote that again. It's a grassroots report. It was unfunded. Um, and we spoke to frontline workers, rape crisis counselors, domestic violence shelter workers. We spoke to survivors. We spoke to teachers and, and frontline workers across the city of Toronto who work with survivors of gender-based violence. And, I, I, you know, a shout out to the grassroots who is really um, at this point, you know, just trying to keep their heads above the water and doing yeah. an amazing job. And um, yeah, this is real. So yeah, they can follow the campaign on social media. We're, we're looking to get into different media as well with the campaign. So nothing is mm-hmm. official yet. And both that's happening behind the scenes. So yeah, we're really excited. We, we'd love for people to share too, if folks want to share um, and learn. And, you know, we're not just coming at you with scary stats and sad stories. Again, we want to engage and educate and let people know how they can put it, you know, um, with knowledge, how they can create change and uplift communities and their own communities that they live in. And I'm glad that you said educate. You use that word educate because when you jump on um, on social and you see what you guys have been doing with the campaign, um, there's just so much information and it's a real eye opener. And it's really um, something that even as a mom myself, I'm able to take that info and have conversations with my kids about it. And I think that that is really super important because Like I said, all of this stuff stems from the home. And as parents, um, that's our due diligence. We have to do our due diligence on this, you know, and we need to educate our children and we need to take the time and sit down with them and have these sometimes hard conversations with them, right? Because we don't want them um, to be, I'm trying to find the right words here, Marissa, like, we don't want them to fall victim of this, you know, and we right. know that um, by educating, by empowering these young children, these girls, um, it's not that easy for them to become a victim of gender-based violence. Well, I think all youth should be empowered, right? And so that they're empowered to know their worth, empowered to know that um, they deserve a life that's um, happy and healthy and free from violence to know that they can stand up for injustice when they see it for all youth, because if we're empowering all youth, then we are really um, cutting the violence at the root. And again, talking about gender uh, equity and, and, you know, racial equity and all of those pieces that create systems where gender-based violence flourishes, right? Those you know, racist systems and colonial systems and, and gender unequal, unequal systems, I should say. So, um, yeah, a lot of it starts at the home, a lot of it. And it's great if you can speak to your kids about this stuff because um, they, they will benefit from it and all those around them will benefit from it. 
And that's, you know, the way we create a world that doesn't look like the one we live in right now. We are talking with Marissa Kolkados, who is the executive director and founder of Or Freedom International. We're talking all about gender-based violence today on the show. Um, their report, Relentless Resilience, which came out in February, is 155 pages of powerful content, um, which is now turned into a multimedia campaign, um, which you can find online. We've got more. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. This is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with me, I'm joined by Marissa Kokoros, who is the founder and executive director of Aura Freedom International. Um, Marissa, for those listening at home, what is Aura Freedom International? We're a grassroots feminist organization working to eradicate gender-based violence. That's and back- everything and all we do is everything we do, every project, every report, every... Everything we do, every new program, is to eventually eradicate gender-based violence and sexual exploitation. And back in February, you guys released Relentless Resilience, which is a 155-page report based all on um, Canadian facts, I guess you could say, when it comes to gender-based violence. There are two parts to Relentless Resilience. The first part is you know, there's a big research component. So we did look at academic research and pull Canadian stats. They're all Canadian stats, Canada-wide, um, with a focus on Toronto, because we are based here, but we do include a lot of Canada-wide stats. And then there is a grassroots frontline component where um, the research team and myself went around and we interviewed different frontline workers who are working with survivors of gender-based violence in Toronto and some outside of Toronto and we spoke to them and got a lot of sobering information, a lot of angering information, but a lot of inspiring yeah. information. So we sat and listened to to women and other folks working on the front lines who work with survivors of gender-based violence and their children every day. The majority of them work with women. Some of them work with the LGBTQ2S community in Toronto. And we spoke to them. And it's it's written a lot like a book. So there is, you know, yeah. a narrative to it. But then there is that component of stats and, and academia. I had the opportunity to flip through it when you brought me a copy back in, in March. And it is it is like a heavy duty report. Um and it's a powerful report, which is now um, turned into this multimedia campaign, which we've been talking about on the show today, which has been funded by the Canadian government, as well as, who else did you say? Toronto Foundation. So the government of Canada and the Toronto Foundation funded the Relentless Resilience campaign. Yeah, the report itself was actually unfunded. And then we received money from the government of Canada, yeah, and the Toronto Foundation to launched the campaign, which we did 
uh, a couple of weeks ago now in October. And here we are. Yeah, we're going full steam ahead. Which is amazing because, um, you know, I'll jump on Instagram and I'll see the posts that you guys are constantly putting up. And it's just, I think, um, start opening up those lines of communication um, regarding gender-based violence and creating awareness, um, I think is huge. And it's important because I know that gender-based violence is not going to end tomorrow. It is going to take time. But um, there are little things that we can do. I, I mentioned, you know what I mean, even just opening up those lines of communication at home with our kids and talking to them. Um, I know there's not a list, Marissa, where it's like, okay, number one, do this, number two, do this, number three, do this, and then boom, it's eradicated and gone. But there right. are, there has to be like little other little things that we can do to maybe just take steps closer to putting an end to this, correct? Well, the only way forward is to go back to the beginning and to how we got here. So we have to go back to the root causes of violence and exploitation, which is gender inequity, which is systemic racism, which is colonialism, the way we treat folks who we view as other, you know, homo and transphobia and capitalism and classism and all these isms and root causes of the gender-based violence. So the only way forward is for all of us in Canada and around the world is to invest in the way each child is treated, taught, protected, and valued equally from day one. And that sounds um, perhaps idealistic, but it is the only true way to eradicate gender-based violence. You can look at the crime of gender-based violence and you can you know, create stricter penalties and things, but none of these things have worked throughout the years. And what the frontline and the grassroots told me and what I know working in this sector myself and with the survivors that we work with or the survivors that we are, we know that the one true thing we can all do is to advance that equality and equity. And that's the way we're going to eradicate it. So whatever that looks like in your home, speaking to your kids about valuing every single person equally you're not going to see the results in your lifetime and you have to yeah. be okay with that. You, yeah. If you're doing this work, you have to be okay with not seeing the results in your lifetime. This is, you know, um, something that you're creating for, you know, an intergenerational change, that generational change. That's what. It's for the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the things, um, about the campaign that people can do, which by the way, if you are on Instagram uh, or Facebook, you need to follow them. Instagram is Aura Freedom. Um, Facebook is Aura Freedom International. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Freedom International on Facebook and at Aura Freedom on Instagram and Twitter. And I just wanted to also say, Pina, if you are listening um, to the parenting show and you are experiencing violence at home and you do need to reach out and you're ready to reach out you just please know you're not alone please know there is help and there's so many organizations who are here for you who value you and if i can just give a few is the assaulted women's helpline that's a national canadian helpline 24 7 and confidential it's 1-866-863-0511 the toronto rape crisis center is 24-7 and confidential, and it's 416-597-8808.
And then there is the Native Women's Resource Centre of Toronto, which is 416-529-7101. There's also the Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868. And there are so many other organizations working um, to support you. And if you look at our Instagram page, if you look at the Instagram page, you'll see those resources often shared on our Instagram page and um, on all of our channels. Yep, there is actually a post that was posted earlier um, this week where it has a list of all these resources and phone numbers. So definitely go check it out. Um, Feel free to not only like and comment on these posts, but share them. Share them to your community um, because these are just the little things that we can do to help eradicate gender-based violence. Again, if you also want to grab a copy of the report, you can download it on the Aura Freedom website. Marissa, what is the website address? It's aurafreedom.org. Definitely go jump on, check out the report, follow them on Instagram, uh, like, comment, share. Uh, Together, we can make a difference. It won't happen tomorrow, but we can make a difference. Marissa, thank you so much for joining us. If you guys missed any of this and you want to listen back to this show or the original show we did with Marissa back in March, you can do so on our podcast, which you can find on Apple or anywhere else podcasts uh, are available to you. But that is it for us. Um, Marissa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your hard work uh, to help stop and and eradicate gender-based violence. Thank you. Thank you, Pina, for um, always shining a light on on this and for having us, our voice here. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening at home. Um, that is it for us today. But we will catch you next week right here on The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crystal, Sheik Mama Dossier, and have a good night. Mm-hmm.